I don't. I, I don't know. Unger's, Unger's, Unger's Unger is cued. He is ready to he go. Is cued. This time we're gonna get <laughs> it is, right. He is ready. Are you okay. sure about that? All right, no. let's try okay. this now. We're all ready. Yeah. Show one forty four. We are ready to do that. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready to do this? Oh damn it! Yes. All right, <laughs> let's do a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts! Woo! I'm Kathy. I'm Unger. I'm Victoria. And I am Count Boogie. Oh my god, we did it! Yeah! <laughs> Legitimacy! We're so good! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You rehearse and you rehearse and you rehearse and you don't know if it's going to work when the curtain comes up. It just takes the right person but, being here. But we just do it. We do it and we just nailed an opening. I'm so happy. Calm down, man. It's not that exciting. We're so legitimate. Almost three years. We finally did it all together. Okay. I'm not editing this. No. That's no, staying. That was it. Okay. It's all downhill. Well, it perfect. It's Why all downhill from here. <laughs> now, wait. What are we doing here? I don't know. I think <laughs> we're doing a show. I completely, we were so focused <laughs> on everyone remembering Victoria's here. and reminding Unger to say his name that we completely forgot. This is Perverted Podcast. We talk about uh, kinky sex and perversion and stuff. I think so. Yeah, what's and going on with you? Sometimes we have a guest host. Sometimes we do. We got Victoria out today. Hi there. Hey Victoria, there. Victoria. Victoria. That's me. Kathy? Yeah. What this has been a heck of a weekend. Yeah, it has. What have you been up to? I've been getting unexpected dick. Unexpected nice. dick? Like you're just walking in the market? <laughs> Bam, there it is. <laughs> There's just some dick right next to the papayas. <laughs> you don't normally see dick next to the papayas, but Oy. actually you see dick next to the papayas all the time. Do you? See, it's you a metaphor, know, papayas of mm-hmm. metaphor for vagina. It's, no, it's not. Yes, you it is. made that up. No, I did not. I think you did. Did not. Did so. It is a Latin thing. Did not. It's in our song Cotton Candy. Oh, Look well, at m- then if it's in Cotton Candy, why <laughs> not it's all right. true? So. Look at my papaya. It's on fire. Say you don't want it. And I'll call you a liar. Oh my beep god! Bop, boop, beep bop, bop, Is that bop. what you guys sing? Yeah, that's the lyrics to Cotton Candy. Did fucker. you sing that? No, Bunny sang that. Oh. Who, who sings it? Bunny. No, no. Bunny. What's what? The name of the band? Zua. Oh. <laughs> He's always pimping Zua, out your band. <laughs> Zua <laughs> sings yeah, it. Not. Almost have the electronic song done. The first electronic Zua song. It's. It has not been an easy. I edited literally that whole rant last week about the electronic music and my <laughs> existential crisis. I cut all of that yeah. out. I'm like, this has nothing to do with anything other than my insanity. But we are getting closer. Wait, is this your gum chewed up in a piece of paper? I wrapped it in a paper. Why are it's, you picking it I, up? Well, there's a piece of paper and I'm picking it up hand. and I start Put squeezing it. it and I'm like, there's, the, uh, there's gum in there. Leave he just it. picks that up is, everything near his hands. That, he can't help himself. That That's is, boogie. That is true. Hey, this is my place i investigate <laughs> I'm, it's not like i'm a fucking infant that i test everything with my mouth sure that's a good are. thing that would be better you're well just, it depends, uh, on, depends on what you're trying out uh, <laughs> uh, i am so cooked <laughs> i'm so c- what is shiva oh, oh what happened with creative explorer oh well, we, I, we're actually going to be talking about chivalry in our FetLife post. Yes. So chivalry. That, that chivalry. It's chivalrous. And Creative Explorer, as you know, as I've said before, has not one chivalrous <laughs> bone in his fucking body. If you could borrow one, <laughs> he has no credit. Oh, it's so horrible. <laughs> we're, and this is no lie. We'll be sitting in a restaurant. He pays the bill, gets up, and goes for the door. I gather my things. I'm taking my time. And I'm not exaggerating. He will get all the way to the door before he realizes I'm not there. Turn around <laughs> and look for me. Be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Jesus. God opens the door and just lets it swing back on me. <laughs> right, in the, right in your face. <laughs> yeah. But that's just who he is and sure. whatever. So You keep making excuses. <laughs> I hate. I can't. That's, that's not an excuse. That's literally. That's who he is. Okay. I can't. 
I can't. There's no changing someone else's some life for them, and that's just who he is. So, so that's yeah. that's his chivalry is yeah. dead. So no, he. This was you know what, Victoria. So we're talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and and I don't know if you listen, but we did a show about um, asking, and we did the no training, yeah. and, and asking for stuff. And so I walk out. I'm going to walk out after our perverted podcast meeting one night. I'm going to walk out. And I said, okay, Boogie, will you walk me out to my car? And he's all, thank you for asking, Kathy. I'm all, thank you, Boogie. And we, he walks me out. But I said, you know, walking me out is one thing, but you don't have to open the door for me. And then he, he goes to my car door and he opens it for me and waits till I get Aww. in. And I said, that's just, that's really nice. I said, Creative Explorer doesn't do that at all. It's kind of nice to have that. But you don't really need to do that. And, and he's just standing there looking at me like, throws his hands out and goes, he doesn't do that for you. <laughs> Did you tell him? <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm the one who sucks your dick. <laughs> if that door doesn't open, my mouth doesn't open. <laughs> Damn right. Put that bitch in his place. That was some wisdom he laid down on me. I told Grave Explorer he laughed his fucking ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you tell him that during a blowjob? Yes, I started laughing <laughs> yeah. in the middle of a blowjob. And he's all, what? What is it? Tell me the story. And I tell him, and I, I don't... I went back to the blowjob after that, but it just wasn't the same. <laughs> it didn't. You should have just like got your ass up, walked to the bathroom door, and said, "Open it." <laughs> you want this blowjob to continue? Open said. I don't care what door it is. You're gonna I, open the door, and I'm gonna walk through it, and you're gonna wait. Give me a little bit of chivalry, and then we'll go back no, to the blowjob. That's just for chivalry. That's a good way to get my ass beat. That's <laughs> not something I'm gonna. That's do. a bad thing. You know, he has this giant uh, fraternity paddle. Hey, Ooh. we got one of those. Yeah, well, it's no fun. And one, he told me, he, he laid down the law very early on. He said, look, there's two things that you can do that will get your ass beat. One of them is um, putting clothes on without permission or taking your collar off without permission. And I think... Because you can't tell that to a brat. You can't say no. you're not allowed to do these That's things. That's like, like an invitation to please do these things. Clothes, exactly. Fuck you. So before he, used, he, before he started locking the thing around my neck, uh, he, I went to put my hand on it when he goes, you better not. And I'm like, I think uh. I want to. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I told you what was going to happen. And I, it's like I'm possessed. It's like there's this part of my brain. There's a voice going, you don't place. like it's that. It's like paddle, an open don't. invitation. It's like, oh, I'm going to touch it now is. and do everything I can. I can't control that part of my brain. So I just took it off. <laughs> Oh. And looked at him smiling, and it was the last time I ever did any shit like that because he chained me down to the bed, paddled my ass so hard. I will never forget that. It's horrible. Wow. <laughs> Sounds hot, actually. No! <laughs> kind of hot. It hurt a lot. I'm, I'm sure it did. I did like it. Yeah, no, you did not. I like never it. did it again. But you did consent to it. it that's not the point. <laughs> you did. You know, you're telling it because well, here's what I just heard, and here's what our first time listener just heard. <laughs> he said, "If I do this, he's going to beat my ass." So I did it. So I did it, and I learned my lesson. <laughs> I had heard so, there wasn't anywhere in there that it really talked like this is a role play that you actually consent to and you have the permission. <laughs> I just hear sound bites sometime and I'm like, oh, ah. <laughs> is that what we're teaching <laughs> That's people? That's just because you could just see them on SoundCloud just like listening and going, what the fuck is this? And then turn it off. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've talked endlessly about the crazy <laughs> in my think, head. No, so. I know. It's just funny. I know. I funny. thought it was pretty funny. If someone just actually tuned in one time and heard just that one part, they'd be like, what That'd the fuck be- is wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> now, anytime I speak, that is what happens. Do you see our numbers slowly <laughs> increase and not jump in big bounds? That's me. Thank uh-huh. you. Is that what that is? Yeah, they listen to more than two minutes, and then they're like, okay, we got to go. Uh, uh, we got to go. Uh, but I did it all day. You know what? I did... Oh, I don't. I can't say it because if I say it, everyone's going to listen for it. But there's some habits that I have, and today I did uh, the Doctor Doe show. Uh, so she has a podcast, mm-hmm. and besides her big YouTube channel, and she's like, "Hey, I'm doing, I'm doing uh, a series on BDSM, and can you do one of my shows with me?" And I'm like, "Great, let me know what to do." So we figured it all out, and there were some tech issues, and of course, you see me going, "Ah!" And uh, but we got. <laughs> We got it right because I'm so professional. I'm just so completely. Yeah, you never lose your shit. Legitimately nope. professional. I'm like, uh, Dr. Doe, can I call you back in just a couple minutes? I have a little technical issue. <laughs> She's all great. Call me back. And I go, what the fuck? 
<laughs> fuck! Fuck! And your brain's just like, <laughs> and you're like, fuck! Okay, never mind. But anyway, I got it worked out. About, oh, that's good. Yeah, it took about five <laughs> minutes. After the after the comic sales. So it was a real good show. And uh, and we we really talked a lot about paraphilias and stuff like that. And and she asked me, you know, we talked about the differences between fetishes and kinks mm-hmm. and uh, you know when paraphilias turn negative then they become that that's when it becomes a disorder and how they took that out of the DSM-5 in 2013 where kinky people are no longer considered a pathology which is very very exciting and it, it's legitimized our community because now people can't say we're crazy and then point to some manual that says we're crazy so we still have a lot of work to do but it's really exciting to kind of have that legitimacy now that we can have a conversation and go any compulsive behavior is negative whether it's food drugs uh bdsm sex gambling you know all of those things can be negative but in and of themselves done in in a responsible way you there is no evidence whatsoever that it's a pathology so we talked about that and it was it was really exciting uh to do that with her. So it went well. It went well. And it was like over an hour. And I'm like, gosh, I, wow. I'm used to our show. I totally misinterpreted everything. I thought, oh, I'm going to talk about this. So can you like come on for five minutes? <laughs> so I wrote down a couple, you know, the, the tree fetish and the eyeball licking fetish just to have a couple jokes. And then it turned into a whole hour interview. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. I'm just going to, you know, rely on my personal experience and. Uh, hopefully clever, whimsical, spontaneous bullshit, and uh, see if... <laughs> you didn't know ahead of time it was going to be a whole hour? <gasps> I, 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 he didn't ask questions. I did, but yeah, we, not we're that just question. not, not good not communicators. Yeah, I didn't ask how long Doesn't you'd... sound like there was good negotiation there. <gasps> yes, oh. thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you, you're right. <laughs> we could have done better, but, but Bo- we survived. Boogie but fortunately, I was able to meet <laughs> everyone... <laughs> fuck off. I get schooled every day, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but fortunately today I could be there for Mew. Um Mew was, you know, she was going through her MCAT studies and her tests and stuff and I stood over, stood next to her and I just pet her head a little bit, you know, and she's like physics, fucking physics. It's amazing. I I can't even explain what she goes through. So she's doing it and then she just kind of reaches over and and kind of starts just instinctively cupping my balls. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. And I'm standing there and she's like starts squeezing and pulling and she's totally like in physics. <laughs> but she's like squeezing and I'm like are you using emotional support testicles? <laughs> is that what this is? Yep. And she's like just can I can you just stand here? And I'm like this wait a minute I'm not included in this now. This isn't about <laughs> She's like this feels okay, right? This doesn't bug you, right? And I'm like no. And she's just like sitting there like it just this like those little squeezy things you it's have in calming. the office. It's calming, it especially because uh, I'm studying a huge major course right now, too. Do you pull on testicles when you're studying? Well, if my husband were around, I would, yes, but he's not. So yeah. I have other things that I do with my hands when I'm when I'm studying because it's just, it's soothing to study and know that my ha- that there's something there that's... But testicles are the best. They are because yeah. they, they kind of roll. If they're shaved. I pet Creative Explorers balls all the time. Yeah. I just lie there petting them. Like it's a favorite I'm like she's like gosh I wish I could bring you to the exam I mean (laughs) I'm like could you imagine like everyone in there like with (laughs) emotional support (laughs) testicles in this major medical get into med school test and and they're just like stressing out and you know and they're just you know cupping balls (laughs) just tugging on them so it was like in a sense I'm like well glad I can help you know, I'm going to give you just 15 minutes to cut this shit out. <laughs> and then I'm out of here. 15. Starting the timer now. Oh, that's funny. It was oh, emotional. <laughs> that's, that's all. That's all I got. Unger. 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 Wake up, Unger. Yes, Bookie. What's going on in the chat room? What? He broke something again. Uh-oh. Yes, he does. The he like fell out. Yes, because you pulled on it. Stick? See, you don't pull on it and then it won't come out. So just hold it there for now, and then I'll mute it, and you can put it back together. <laughs> What's going on in the chat room, Unger? Um, so <laughs> just hold it in place and talk. There. It's driving me nuts. Um, so in one chat, we're talking about the differences between Ireland, England, Northern Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, and we don't call the people from one the other and how that 
goes across the, the pond and sure, how we sure. deal with that. That's one chat. The other chat, we're talking about absinthe and laudanum. What? <laughs> how many chats you got? Absinthe and Absinthe and laudanum. I, I don't even know. It sounds like a medical condition where the boil. Kind or of. Or is that abscess? <laughs> and then there's, no, abscess. Chats go, there's two different chats going on at the same time in the voice chat. Well, hello yeah. to all our people in the chat room. Yeah, you I'm are so amazing. I am now that. going to mute your channel, and now you can fix your thing. <laughs> Gotta get your kink right. All types on Fat Life. Finger in the pee hole for some. It's a big delight. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. That was so trusting of them. I don't know. Sometimes they really shouldn't trust they us that much. We've had a couple. <laughs> and I don't get, I got a rejection uh, last week, which I don't get a lot of, you know, people. They're just like, People no, normally you just guys, hand over. You guys know we've heard. And even though we're I. Mostly, I mean, we're mostly pretty nice to the posters. I mean, you do say in the thing, hey, we may not agree with this or yeah. whatever. So, I give but them plenty of, I even tell them I'm going to have to, in so many words, you're going to have to butcher your post <laughs> to get it down to, <laughs> to, to size. Of, yeah, exactly. Okay. So this is from Devil's Advocate, who wrote a post called Chivalry is Not Dead Long Live Knights in Shining Leather. He says, Our lifestyles depend greatly on honor, respect, courage, justice, and courtesy. Without these things, we cannot have the relationships, dynamics, and experiences we all crave. Too many people nowadays look at these things as weakness, as silly or condescending, demeaning, elitist behavior, as chauvinism, and even moral superiority. Well, as far as I'm concerned, that last one is true. Moral superiority through kindness, honor, courtesy, and respect is not a bad thing. We should be morally superior. It is our responsibility, especially given our lifestyles and choices. We should be doing better than the other guys. There is a high risk and a high reward in our lifestyle. We give and we take all. We expect more and we should strive to give more. Knights in shining leather, fuck yes. Damn. He laid it down. Don't drop the mic. They're expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I am so Damn the it. Jewish grandmother of microphone maintenance. <laughs> you drop the mic. Just do it mentally. We don't just have the money for a new microphone. It'll sound like it. <laughs> Even the crappy ones are a hundred bucks. <laughs> now I I like that. I really. Sometimes we've talked about this where you're like, okay, I, I get that. Now what's what's my point about that? And I thought it was it, it was interesting that. Like, at what point do people really... We don't have a lot of Donnelly Doms at Threshold anymore. No. You know, we... Those... We have very much established that we are about positive, connected, fun, and leave a certain amount of drama outside or go fuck yourself, we'll just tell you. Um, so, I see a lot more chivalry... A lot more people being concerned about other people's feelings and more communication. And and this isn't, you know, it's not gender specific. You know, people... And it's I, not a bad thing. Yeah, I think in general it's not... And I just... Rem, I'm trying to remember back to when you were considered kind of a wuss if you were... Like you weren't... You didn't fit whatever that macho dom, femdom, male dom category if you didn't respect or treat in sometimes kindly your bottoms or submissives. But I don't really remember too much. Of that. I mean, there was a time where it was definitely more, probably about nine years ago, eight, nine years ago. And, uh, and I just realized that there's still a lot of communities because we see that on FetLife all the time. You see people talk about how there's kind of, you look down upon that, chivalry that that which some people just call manners you know yeah. it doesn't matter if you're a dominant or not you refer to people as sir and ma'am it's it's just it's just polite and courtesy in a lot of places uh, it's not necessarily chauvinistic or or gender uh gender biased but it's just interesting to hear from other communities that are still there's still a lot of that were you know kind of that you have to fit this particular mold otherwise you don't fit yeah that caring nurturing thing and i understand the other side of that too because i heard a conversation uh in the kitchen um in threshold on, on whatever last week and they were talking to new two people were there talking to two kind of experienced tops we know them both 
And they were talking about, you know, it's about the nurturing and and the you nurture the bottom and, you know, the I like to please, you know, so whatever. And the new bottom uh, was standing there and they're like, well, you know, some people don't uh, like that, right? Some people just take, you know, some don't, don't some dominance. I always thought dominance did more taking, mm-hmm. you know, which is something that turns a lot of bottoms on is when the dominant just fucking grabs you and takes. Right. So I don't want to get to a point in our community to where we're trying so hard to be polite that we forget that it turns on people to not be treated with respect and chivalry all the time. But yeah, I think that that uh, politeness is often equated with chivalry when, when I think courtesy or politeness, whichever way you want to say it, is just one aspect of chivalry, right? right? Because there is, as he says, honor, respect, courage, justice, and those things can manifest in different ways. Mm -hmm. Just because you open the door for somebody doesn't mean that you're chivalrous. It doesn't even mean that you respect them. You may be doing it just out of habit. Sure. But uh, so this is why a lot of times when I'm talking about Creative Explorer and you in particular in the kitchen, is, is where you were listening to me and I said, well, that's just the way he is. And you said you you make a lot of excuses for him. And you were saying in a joking way, but in reality, he shows me tremendous respect. He just does it in different, different ways, ways than someone else would. And they're the ways that I prefer. If you were to tell me, well, he's, he's going to show it to you in two w- ways, one or the other. Either he's going to open the door for you. Or he's going to tell you what's on his mind no matter how hard it is so that you are in possession of all the facts because he respects you that much. Oh, you better believe. I want the latter. I couldn't give yeah, a shit about Yeah, that's your about, jam. Yeah. So um, I, I think that what he was saying in the post is, is that it does seem counterintuitive. If you're a dom, you're supposed to take. You're not supposed to ask for permission. But as I said, it's more than just politeness and courtesy. And and he is 100% right as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it is part of the dynamic. If you can't display those qualities, in my opinion, you're not going to have a good relationship in this in the kink community. Yes, paper doll. Hey, um, so I was just thinking of like making, you know, it's hard to make broad statements about the, any particular part of the culture because it's um, a generalization is only going to fit so many people. But um, I mean, like, for instance, you're saying using sir or ma'am, I don't really see the honorifics. That's really contested. You know, whether I have supposed to call you sir just because you chose a title, that's never going to happen. Right, right. But um, some people do feel like that's a thing. And a lot of that sort of gets debated at Infidium on the, or what, to the to forever on FetLife. But I think when you're actually in a dungeon, um, you're going to probably see a lot of people's best behavior because the community is so based on reputation. So I think what you're going to hopefully see is some of the norms that you actually enforce in your dungeon um, being adopted in somebody's like personal life and their heart. Um, Sort of like how it's become a thing now where I'm used to people asking me if they can give me a hug and that feels great, (laughs) you know? And so the point when I go to a, just a nightclub, like not a kink party, but like a dance club and guys come up and touch me and grab me. And I've had, you know, guys like hump me in the hallway on the way to the bathroom and I'm like what the fuck is this because like, <laughs> it's so like abrasive to me now because I'm almost really sort of used to people going hey is it okay if I give you a hug it's great to see you even if they've seen me before and that's like such a a weird thing that we do that I really like <laughs> that um when you it, it's definitely not the default for human behavior um and and all of that's really based on how you were raised too so sometimes you get a bunch of different cultures in a room like in los angeles you're gonna have people who are raised to be really polite and say sir and ma'am and if someone calls me ma'am i'm like fuck you (laughs) but like they're being really polite so it's i have to accept well that's probably their culture at play too so anyway that was just sort of my thought on how that applies Hmm. victoria anything no, not really. Is your head? Is your She's head still thinking about cupping balls. Polite and <laughs> chivalrous. I, heard, I, I see her he eyes were just wandering off, and I just Jane, saw her hand. My husband? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's my husband is very chivalrous and super polite. Oh my gosh, to it's it's almost to a point where he can, sometimes has been used as a doormat because people just take that and walk all over it. Yeah, and that's you know that's a flaw, but. I saw it for what it was and I thought it was great because here's someone who who genuinely does things out of kindness out of you know the pureness of his heart that he just enjoys doing it and it's it's an amazing feeling he doesn't now I have an aunt and uncle that my aunt constantly demands that her doors be opened and closed for her so my uncle oh 
especially when they're getting in and out of the car, my uncle will have to open her door and then close it. And then she will actually sit in the car when they're in the parking lot until he walks around the car and opens the door for her. And I was all like, that's an extreme. That's the other side of chivalry. You don't have a right to demand it like that. That's an extreme. And I'm like. Well, you you do. You absolutely do have the right to demand. You can demand respect and honor. You can. You can demand whatever you want. You can say this is our dynamic. Obviously. Uh, You know what? You're right. I should rephrase it. You can't expect it. Yeah, you can't expect it. Right. If if the if the person isn't, I mean, because well, I mean, my door. I have an old crappy car, and my door lock doesn't work. That's so different. I actually do <laughs> actually have to let Mew out of the car because literally she's trapped in the car. I leave a coat hanger with her so she can either have an abortion Aww. or get the car open. Oh my god! I can't believe you just said he that. Did the, what? He did go there. He did go there. What that she the coat hanger? Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Why? That's back alley talk right there. Ugh. You're right. You no. bad, bad You're, man. I'm a bad man. We know this about you, though. That's uh, true. I'm we still a, like you. I, I got no way out of this. I'm <laughs> no, all of a sudden don't. being looked at. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, hey, uterus. All these eyes are on you now. We're like, ooh. Little uterus, scrapey, scrapey. Little, uh, hey, let's let's try to keep that Roe v. Wade going a little longer. Can we? Maybe. Yeah, let's do that. I guess we're done for that. Thanks, Devil's Advocate. <laughs> <laughs> That's your post. I need to do escape. All right. So I only ha- yeah, that was because you got the keyboard or you got I the do. laptop. I do. Yay, Ruby Wade. Yeah. All right. He's He-Man. He has the power. Pervert Mailbox. Remember a while back we used yet another one of uh, Spanish Red's posts because- She's sassy. We're fucking- you know. kind of sex. We were she fucking. Is. is that why? We're fucking. We were using her post. We just, we just used it. We just <laughs> shredded it because it was such goodness, and we just yeah. laid on it and. Fucked. And I usually at least am nice enough to email these people and say, "Hey, you gave us blanket permission. We used your post." And she wrote back and she said, "Tell Count Boogie Uh-oh. that he must read my next post in his low fourth Friday of every month voice." Oh, you mean the fifth Friday or fourth Friday? <laughs> well, she wrote fourth. I think oh, okay, she yeah, maybe fifth, she yeah. meant oh, like the poetry, sexy reading That's or something. Right. Ooh, yeah. Apparently, that really I do it. Yeah. I do it. Uh, you know what? Next time I have one from her, you get it. I'm gonna give I it mean, to you, and you're gonna read it in that loop. Or maybe I'll just give you a few excerpts for you to read. Yeah, give me. Some, yeah, yeah. Let's. Not, well, if we're, are we doing it on our show? Do you want me to record it and send it to her? On the show. Oh, on the oh, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah excerpts. Let's listen because I don't know how long the post is going to be. <laughs> our listeners one. would be like, "Why is this <laughs> fucking dipshit?" <laughs> Reading this uh, post ranting uh, against uh, brats, you know. I don't know, but I'll do it. Yeah. I'll give it to her. That's really funny. Is she going to come here and visit us? Maybe like if you're nice, her. she will. I would love Leave to see her. Leave her alone. She is not. She doesn't have a lot of pictures of her. No, uh, she But uh, the ones she does, I sure hope are her. <laughs> what? Not everybody's going to, you know. I would let her emotional support testicles me for at least 20 minutes. Wow, you would? That's so generous of you. I would lay my my gentle, loving nads in her. I think you would grab your balls and say, no, they're mine. (laughs) (laughs) Which might be hot. (laughs) Why is that bad? Girls fighting, <laughs> girls fighting over my emotional support testicles. That would be amazing. Right, you take as one, as you I'll take the other. You know, yeah. you could try to take my emotional support testicles on a plane. They'll go on a plane. They, they, no, I'm just saying I shouldn't have to pay for the ticket because, <laughs> you know, that's it. You know, you just loan yourself out, loan that's your testicles totally out. It. I could travel the world. <laughs> I'll get that stupid little thing and put it around my, my nads that says emotional support animal oh god and then i could just literally go to ever i could go to japan no I have, I you I don't go even so, like leaving the love lab if you tell me i can get a free trip to japan or the uk oh my god i have dreamed my entire life of going to the uk because you actually you think you have friends there with and i just all i have to do is just go to the airport and say hey you going to the uk yeah you want uh you need emotional support testicles to go with you and they just you They'll they got like, they yeah. gotta let you on because people bring every bullshit pet and bullshit excuse. Did you hear the story about the woman who flushed her support hamster because they wouldn't let her take it on the plane? That shows an, that connection. She had an emotional support hamster and the airline refused to let her take it on the plane. So she flushed it and well, then sued the airline. Something terribly wrong with this woman. Yeah, obviously. But then she obviously. And sued the airline for making her flush her hamster. And it's I don't like, think anyone made her flush the hamster. What? I mean... <laughs> Victoria, just easily... you are online too much. No, you I'm need not to really. take a break. Stop reading these stories <laughs> now then about she hamsters had... getting flushed. <laughs> if she had emotional support <laughs> testicles, 
That wouldn't you have happened. The those. entire <laughs> flight, <laughs> I'm just standing there in the aisle, just like with That's my arms right. crossed, maybe a kilt or a skirt or something. You can't stand yeah. in the aisle on a plane. I'm I, look. I am an emotional support testicle. You'll have to have a seat. <laughs> do the do the emotional support dogs get a seat? They have to go under the seat. They go under the seat. Well, I do. They do hang pretty fucking low. I am kind of old. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> just tuck them in. You can tuck, oh, tuck my emotional support testicles right under the seat. Hey, Unger, <laughs> would you offer your testicles for emotional support on a plane <laughs> for a free trip to the UK? <laughs> A free yeah, trip. Yeah, for a free trip to the UK. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, I got to put this thing on. Did you? Okay. Do I have to remove them? No. No. You, you stay attached to them. You just have to. They'll stand just there dry up if you remove them. You just got to be letting people touch uh, them. No, you only have to let your emotional support carrier, your card holder, the person who had your testicles trained. Then sure. That your testicles that. went yeah. through specific he said, yes, training. He would do it. So now we got two of Legitimate you. Legitimate medical what kind need. Of training. You're, what kind I don't of know because you're going to do for that. I don't know what training do half of the people that have emotional support animals do That's with thing. their creatures. But they usually wear a little vest. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. I, I want the little vest. To say that. So we got two of you. Creepy? Would you do it? No. No. Creepy would not do it. What? You, you creepy? You want everyone touching your balls? Touching your balls? Yeah, you just told me. Creepy? To, don't talk outside of the microphone. <laughs> Get up here. Do not sit back there with your hands crossed across your chest and co- and talk. Go to, I, thank you. I don't believe in emotional support animals. Can it go both ways? What if women want to A bisexual this? emotional support text? Well, what if, what then if I, I have to have to dudes? For my vagina is yes. emotional support. Emotional, emotional support, support labia? Yes. Emotional support labia, I think. Labia so. is, yeah, is, labia. It is more, yes. Because if you queef, if you hard, can make them do that. If you can queef, <laughs> if you can queef on a plane for nine hours, you deserve to go to the UK for free. I'm just All right, saying. I think, how did we even get on this? I don't know. What? Where what were, were we? We were, were talking about Spanish red. How did? How did that happen? I don't know. She's kind of sexy. Oh, God. she lives far though. She wouldn't come on the show. Well, what's her name? Came on the show. She lives in the UK. No, I think Span- no, she's in a different country. Oh, I thought yeah. we were talking UK. No, 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 no. That was uh, red. Twisted. Yeah, I forgot where Red is. Twisted, which, twisted. by the way, I am going to take some of her stuff you that she said, that. turn it into an electronic song. It's going to be great. Especially uh, you the, better ask her permission Especially the pube stuff. I don't have to ask. She was on the show. Those, those, that that, <laughs> oh, really? that audio is mine. That audio is mine. We're all, you guys are all looking at the sign. What button is he going well, to press The next now? one. Oh, I thought I made a new jingle, but apparently I didn't. It kills me every time. I yeah, swear. I'm, you did I, a jingle. I know I did it. I, did, I, I did. don't understand. You do a jingle and you literally forget where you put it? No, I put it on a flash drive after I take it from the studio. I put it on a flash drive. I put it here and I go, okay, I'll do this. But the flash drive that's in here now, it's not on it. So apparently, I don't know. Are you sure I don't you know. just Yo, didn't forget what know. you named it? I don't know. Mr. Got it. Yeah, it would have been named <laughs> the chair. It says what? <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> Sing it, sing it now, acapella. What? The chat room says what? I don't know. The, I don't, I make Those a lot are the of lyrics. Sh- That's it, man. <laughs> the chat room said what? Because it might have just been something else. I don't fucking know. Unger. Yes, Boogie. What you, did the chat room have, say? What, did, <laughs> what was it said? It says a lot of things. Uh, the one particular one we're talking about today was um, a, a new listener, someone who's kind of new to kink, sort of. The issue here, and this was actually a long both voice chat and chat that we had on a Friday night that went literally for hours. Um, she has a kink. She has a, a particular fetish, and it's kind of a very focused fetish. But she was uncomfortable coming onto the chat room because she didn't think it was a fetish. Because she didn't want the stigma of a fe- having a fetish attached to her. Having this particular fetish. Any, see, she has this thing, and she knows that, but she didn't want that called a fetish, oh. or, to, or it to be called kinky. And uh. we we don't we can't talk about what it is, right? Well, I was going to save that for a different show. Bottle cap, bottle oh, cap on, on your you butthole. Tell us. Vampirism. Vampirism, Vampirism, which is completely 
normal. Well, look, Mew just raised her hand instantly. A lot yeah, of I mean, people I mean, me too. Like you, blood you and biting and me. blood drinking, and yeah. yeah so she she's ashamed of the word kink of Eva kink. She was. Oh. <laughs> she she didn't. The, that association she bothered her. I don't know if, if ashamed is the right word, but having that association bothered her. That could be. I mean, that happens a lot. I think that happens a lot with uh, people coming into the community. Is there's still that programming, whatever it's from, family, religion, whatever. You have kind of this, well, I'm not, they justify, I have these things and these desires, but they're not kinky. This isn't BDSM. This isn't one of those things that my family or my ex or my religion said was bad. So as long as we don't call it a kink or we don't put it in this category, then I'm I'm free from guilt and I could experience that. So I've seen that a lot. That what what she's was it she whatever um whatever yeah. whatever they're going through, I think is actually that's really normal in this lifestyle. We see a lot of people that come in with that. Yeah. I I I used to feel that way about it has nothing to do with kink. But yeah, when you when you start to realize that I don't want to be stigmatized in that way when I was a young teenager, of course, I started having fantasies of um, being with women, and I Im- immediately got so scared. Oh my thinking, god, I'm going to be gay! I, yes, how, I've how did this happen? I I don't have a choice. Oh my god, I'm gay now. Now I'm going to be I'm going to be labeled marginalized. Gay, yeah. I'm going to be labeled. This is um, going to alter the course of my life, and it terrified me because I was young. I didn't know any better. All you you take that shit in. All uh, you watch the movies, you watch the TV shows, you read the books. Watch the news. You saw all the horrible things that were happening and AIDS, and and it was around that time. And it was, uh, it was very confusing to, uh, to to me as a young teenager and very frightening. So I can imagine if you if if you haven't embraced kink and you really don't know that much about it, and you have negative connotations surrounding it, to suddenly call have something you like called kink, it, you right. recoil immediately. Right. How did you guys talk her off of that? How did she end up seeing it as a good uh, thing? We, it, it was actually, we were in voice chat, and we were actually just explaining. It was like, no, this does actually fall under a king. I Just kind of acknowledging, I know that you don't understand or you don't want this, but technically it, it does. And, and just, just chatting with her about different things and, and uh, through the evening, now she's in here all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, now That's she... That's a good thing. Because she, she, we were welcoming to her. Yeah. Well, also, you have now become a family unit mm-hmm. that helped her because a lot of times when people are afraid to identify that thing as a kink, especially when it's like family, I've, we, I've seen people leave because they're like, oh, my God, I'm a freak. I shouldn't be enjoying this. So what happens is they hear their family and they fear that rejection from their family or their religion, which in my case, obviously, was religion long ago. Uh and then you you have to fill that gap of a need for family. So it's kind of like when someone opens your truth door mm-hmm. and lets you know that you're okay, then you're like, okay, well, now i got to hang out with these people. Hopefully they're decent. Well, yeah. And if she had negative connotations surrounding kink and suddenly hear all these great people talking to her and showing her emotional support, they just broke Oh, yeah. Whatever, just, yeah, image whatever she that, had yeah. Of so it. obviously, what my family or the religion said about these people all being evil and was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Unger. Good, Good show. Did. Those are the types of things we do. Paper in the chat. Did you have uh, something That's to add very to that? Cool. Um, no, I was just thinking about like the idea that nor- it depends on how much normal is is a value of yours, like being normal and trying to fit in with whatever normal is, because that's a real sliding scale and depending on what your family beat into you about how, how important it is. Uh, it's really hard to sort of let go of that. Um, I know for the way I was raised, it wasn't really that important, but um, I know there's like even chat support for that on like Reddit for the, I think there's a subreddit called how to not give a fuck. Right. And, and it actually gives <laughs> like advice that. on like how to not give a fuck because really all it is, is worrying about what other people think of you. And um, it can be really hard to let all that go. If you, if you're not, if you don't have a path to do that, but you know, sometimes yeah, being around accepting strangers is helpful. So chat's great for that. But you know, part of it is just realizing that your family, if they're, they're throwing stupid beliefs on you that, that aren't really going to work when you love vampires. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, that's not necessarily even really, I mean, you can say yes, it's kinky technically, but I mean, maybe to her it isn't. So I kind of let people define that themselves too. So if that's normal for her to like vampires, you know, go with that. I like it. 
like I like it. Welcome, welcome, new listener. Welcome, new to the community ish. Welcome, welcome, <clears throat> and welcome being yourself, and hopefully that transformation of your ideals and morals and stuff will will end up in a positive place. Good show on the chat room for uh, for being supportive of that. And here we are always talking about that. We had no idea this is the kind of stuff. They well, do. this is good. There now. That's why we now have this segment and soon to be a, a replacement jingle for. Because <laughs> I think as you can find I it. think the finger in the butt joke is getting a little old, but it's a uh, you know. <laughs> It's really good, you know, as long as we have emotional support and, you know, testicles. That's the important thing. <laughs> oh, whoa. What? Real low, on the bottom of the emotional support. Always getting stuck on a log or rock. Fish biting at them all day. But them alligator balls. Do you have alligator balls? They, they give like emotion. They give <laughs> They are they all leathery? Mo- they are. <laughs> they are. If I, especially if I don't shower for a few days. No! Vinegar balls oh, giving God. emotional support. Hanging no. on the bottom tucked under an airline seat. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a new song. It's a, no, it's no, not. It, it's it doesn't matter if he writes jingles. You can't find them. <laughs> it's not. Wait, wait. This way. What? That's a band. Holly is great. Holly is hard. Holly is sexy. Fucking hard. I need some Polly sanity. That's a jingle, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) When you can find it. Shut up! (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) All right, so our topic today is monogamous to Polly, and this is the reason we invited Victoria here, because... (sighs) Neither Boogie nor I are monogamous. We don't know what the fuck to talk about. <laughs> we sure? Well, I mean, I do surely understand going monogamous to poly, and I do surely understand having a poly relationship where people in the relationship wanted to be more monogamous. So, But I don't have the experience where both people started out monogamous and then mid-relationship, however long, a couple years, few years in decided hey we want to open up our relationship and start doing that because that we have heard a lot of ways that can go good yeah and bad and very bad so So victoria what is your experience yeah give us some backstory on you guys okay so i've been with james who is my husband for it'll be we'll been together a total of 18 years this july wow yeah we'll have been married for 10 also in july that's a stretch. It is a stretch. Damn. Because <laughs> you're a youngin. I am a youngin. You guys no, were youngin. not. Yes, she See, is. How old are you? I'm what? 38. That's not young. Well, that means she's Creeping been... up on the 40. That's not young. I met James I, when I was 20. She's knocking on the 40 say. door. She was 20. Yeah. Wow, you're really trying to make her feel 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 old oh, there. I'm yeah. feeling old. I'm Jesus. feeling old. I have to drag everyone down with me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bitch. <laughs> Fucking chill. So... We uh, we started off very much a monogamous relationship. Uh, I was with him. I think we were we were married by the time we decided to kind of start talking about it. And what brought it about is we had had some ups and downs in our relationship when we were dating and before we were married. And one day I started kind of just googling some stuff, and I said, "Hey, would you be open to maybe trying something like this?" And he said, "Well, maybe." And I said, okay, so let me do research. So I went and I read tons of books. I read, you know, like the polyamory books and opening your relationship books and all this other stuff. And so I went to him and I said, okay, this is what I've read. I think this might be an outlet for us to find something that we're not getting from each other. And when I say not getting something from each other, I don't mean emotion. I don't mean love. At that point, it was strictly a sexual nature because sure. he has some things that he likes that I'm not into. And I like some things that he's not into. Anal fisting. <sighs> Boogie. No. What? <sighs> Why do you always out. go there? <laughs> because it's the most extreme thing you can yes. think of. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Anal fisting it with really barbed isn't. wire <laughs> might be a step up from that. No. And so it, it was like October and we were like, all right, we're going to do this. We are going to open our marriage and we are going to f- see what happens and see how this goes. That was... Almost five years ago. Okay. Now, the thing a lot of, the, the, what I hear a lot of when the things go bad is people decide to open relationships when the relationships aren't working. 
Yes. <laughs> and that's not the time to open your relationship because if things aren't working in your relationship, there's something else that might be there. And at that time in our relationship, we were strong. We weren't we weren't doubting each other. We were and we had You just had some needs and, and just some needs that we needed met that neither one of us could fulfill. But we had this long conversation before it ever got to like before I ever started going on OK Cupid and before I ever joined FET and and all this stuff. And one of the big topics of conversation was about feelings changing and, and how I how I would relate to, to James. And I said, James, I'm committed to you. You are my partner for life. You are the person I want by my side as I get older, as I finally decide that. I'm ready to settle down. I'm not ready to settle down right now. And I said, my love for you will never change. My feelings for you will never change. You will always be the most important person in my life. And he was like, okay. Now, if you don't know James, James is a very insecure person. So for him, that was a big deal hearing that coming from me because he's always doubted that that we're going to be there. And I, So he just needed that kind of emotional that, benchmark. Yeah. And I said, dude. I told you, I'm only getting married once. I'm not divorcing you. I'm only getting married once. This is it. (laughs) So have you had any, like, um, heard speed bumps along the way, things that didn't go well or? Yes, we did. So uh, when we started out, we started out like most couples who start out on this do with all the rules where you can't do this, you can't do this with other people kind of thing. Right. And he was dating somebody and they were starting to sleep together. And I said, that's fine. You guys can sleep together. Just be safe about it. But if she's going to be having other partners, she also needs to be open with you about that because whatever she's doing outside of you, she's bringing to you. And then you bring to me. And it just so happened. This person happened to be on FET and we became friends on FET. And I started seeing her post pictures of like conquest. Ah, social oh, media. Yes, without condoms. Here we go. Conquest <laughs> without condoms. And so I went to him one day and I was like, hey, has she talked to you about the fact that she is like five days in a row posted a picture of different dicks that she's conquested? And he was all like, well, no. And I said, okay, that's a problem. I said, because if she's not communicating with you, you don't know what she's got now. You don't know if she's still, you know, STI free or whatever. That's that's a communication problem. Right. And that's going to hurt not only our relationship because now I don't know what's what's coming home with you. And I said, I don't I don't appreciate that because that's a huge risk factor. Well, at least you brought it up. I mean, that communication is paramount without. um, Right. Honestly, I I I hate saying this, but I have heard too many uh, people that I, I actually know who don't deal with it that well and it's not brought out in the open and it's actually dealt with in a very I'm going to say underhanded way or a very childish or immature way and you're just adding problems on top of that if you can't communicate that honestly it opening our relationship made our commu- communication with each other better yeah that that is usually cuz it case. has to be doesn't yeah, it you have, have to. to you're not going to survive in in that type and of relationship people are human they have emotions we spin we have jealousy. We have. I mean, there are some people who they get off on that. But the drama. Lucky, you mean? lucky. No, they get off on their partner, the cook holding, and or yeah, whatever. Oh, or they right, just right, enjoy right. the. You know, like we know people that are like, oh, give me all the details. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and b- lucky, goddamn them. Lucky them that that's actually something that that gets them off. They're attracted to it. Most people are not attracted to it. It's something that they have to process. Yeah. So taking that one step further, I started coming here, taking classes, learning about stuff because I was like, I want to see what's out there, start exploring. Then I had to have the conversation with him about a year later that said, hey, I'm kind of interested in this thing called BDSM. Something else, honey. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Let's try that. (laughs) It wasn't (laughs) enough that we're going to open the marriage. (laughs) How about a little spanky (laughs) spanky? How about we throw in some other stuff? (sighs) And. And I appreciate that he was really honest with me when we were talking about it. And he's all like, I just can't do that to you. It's not my thing. Not yeah. my thing. He's all like, but you know what? If that's what you're interested in, you go do you. 
Well, this is why we only we see mostly you here and yes. hardly see him yeah. here at all. Absolutely, yeah. but he—I mean—he is a member of Threshold. He totally supports our organization. He's—he's he's sat through the orientation, and he comes to things. But it's to show his support for me. Right. He's yeah. actually participated in a couple scenes before. We yeah. had one for my birthday back in January. Right. I don't remember that. Yeah, he—he uh, he apparently, uh, I think he's a closeted. BDSMer because he got really excited putting me down on a table with some saran wrap. Oh really? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, maybe so he didn't realize going to town. But yeah, and that that is really normal. And, and like with our our partner with the vampirism here, uh, you know, you d- sometimes you just tell people in a different way than they think, and yeah. they're like, "Well, yeah, I like that." And then they started. Putting I didn't know that was kink. On me. They yeah. started putting frosting on me. Yeah, he went the sadistic route and put all the frosting between my toes. <gasps> That's evil. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's the worst feeling in the yes. world. You just want to clean your feet right away. That's what he did Unless to me. Unless you're Bunny. And oh, then really? he left yeah, it bunny's there. Squishaholic. Is she? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. Ew. So, okay. you know, he's he's found little ways to in, to enjoy it, but he's super supportive, and it's been great for us. And well, it, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed, I have to say. I was, I was well, here's waiting for more drama. drama and whatever. Yeah. Well, and we, here, and, and it's all going good. What the fuck, Victoria? That's not what okay, we asked so you on the show. Here's, here's, here's my only thing. When I tell people I'm married, it's really hard for me to find relationships. Because that a lot of suck. people kind of seem to put up this wall that go, oh, well, then you'll never be what I fully need you to be. And it's like, well, wait. No, that's you're true. T- I mean, and that's ju- If that's what you're looking for, I get it. But that doesn't shouldn't preclude me as being a partner or someone that maybe you spend some time with. Unless they're looking for, for a marriage partner. partner. So then you're, it, it, no matter what, you can't, that's just part of, I mean, we deal with that just being kinky. Yeah. You know, finding in a, in a world, you know, only 15% are kinky, and those are just the ones that have dealt with it and can admit it. So we have a very small pool to pick fish oh, out yeah. of. And that's just, I think that's just something. That's why we all compromise. Oh, and, did I just say that? You did. <laughs> sometimes we sometimes <laughs> we do. Yes. I have a theory on why people might not get involved with a, with a woman who says she's married. Yeah. Um, a lot of really shitty unicorn hunters have, have paved some really bad ways for ah, you. Yeah. I mean, generally, a lot of people who are who are having a, a wife who's out looking for additional partners um, in the back burner, there's usually a husband waiting there because he wants to fuck your partner, too, <laughs> or they want to watch wow. or somehow be involved. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've had that happen where I've been unicorn hunted. <laughs> Unless like, you're and, in my relationship <laughs> where right. my girl is useless <laughs> at hunting unicorns. <laughs> But she's really good. I do all the hunting. No, she she (laughs) just literally sits in the bed there, and she's like, "Daddy, can you bring me a girl?" And I'm like, "You're the cute one. I'm this big fat OP janitor. (laughs) She's she could literally just walk in and be like." Hi, I'm you. I'm sexy. Drop her blanket. Be naked. And women would be like, you're awesome. I don't care if there's a creepy pervert waiting in the love life for But no, I have to go out there and put on tap shoes and a hula skirt. And Wait, I've br- never seen you in tap shoes and a hula skirt. cookies and everything and roofies and everything. What? No, yeah, what did you just say? Yeah. No roofies. roofies. Hey. No. That's what no. you got to do. That's what you got to no, do. I put no. roofies. And that and some pudding and coke, right? Yeah, <laughs> duh. Can we strike that for the record? I would say, other than that, you've got some really good games. So I'd be really impressed <laughs> right? with the guy who shows up with tap shoes. And but no, I'm I, sorry. Every now and again, I just get bitter because you always hear these stories about, you know, that the, the, the female goes out and does the hunting. And I got Mew and Bunny. And they're just like, why, you're good at this. We're just going to be here. Just wait for them to come in like spiders in a web. (laughs) I just literally, I open the door and they're just like little salivating coming down. They're like, what did you bring us today, bitch man? (laughs) And I I like come and make my offering. And I'm like, I brought here. She's very nice. And then I'm put her in the web and leave us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's always exceptions to every rule. I believe that you're probably exception <laughs> to many rules. Yeah. <laughs> that could be one. Fucking jealous now. Yeah, but definitely the, the marriage thing will always raise an eyebrow for me because I've, I've encountered and that. And going then, back to what you said, it, it, James isn't waiting in the background to, to yeah. get with whoever I want or anything like that. And that you know. But would he be, yeah, <laughs> no, but would yeah, he be down? Like, you, know. you, guys haven't ha- you, guys, you guys haven't tried to share a partner yet? 
No, because that was one of the things we said. We kind of when we ta- first did this was like, yeah, we're not interested in sharing partners. We oh, want okay. our we want separate, distinct. That's, Victoria's that's all just... hands off, man. That's mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am a selfish bitch. Them's Foxy's funions. <laughs> ain't touching Foxy's funions. But so I mean. He's not waiting in the background for me to bring someone home and for him to, to like oogle and watch and stuff like that. That's yeah. not not it at he all. He just hides in the closet with a camera. No, he right. doesn't do that either. Uh huh. He doesn't that w- do that. That either. we know. I actually had a relationship with somebody that they were very a long time, a long long time ago, and they were in a thing with somebody, and they literally coerced her into picking up women, and he sat in the oh, closet, wow. and she had a lot of guilt over that. Wow, that's fucking damaging. Douchebags. Yeah, that's I don't damaging. know why I brought that up, but it was yeah creepy because that was your sorted past, and you yeah, had have a sorted sorted past. individuals. In Maybe that I'm just deflecting past. the fact that it was me in the closet <laughs> <laughs> with tap shoes and a hula skirt. You just hear me in there all. <laughs> Is there something going on in there? No, nothing. Just a shirt. <laughs> We're just I'm, hanging out. I'm a shirt. <laughs> Dolphin. So yeah, so it's been oh it's been God. an interesting ride. We've we've had we've each had like one relationship piece, right? And but then I discovered this, and I'm kind of like, yeah, this is my jam. So I really like being here. Then we pretty much see you here every weekend with your pants down, doing all kinds of nasty yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I am willing to get fully naked. You are quite a whore. I will say quite that. A whore. Uh, so for those of you that are in, because uh, I wrote some notes from my point, but what? of course I'm not going to read them. Why? Um, Why don't you ever read your notes? Because I'm blind. It's, it's they uh, want me to read them for you. No, buddy? no, because they're all gabar gabar. You know, <laughs> I don't even <laughs> know what that means. Okay. <laughs> uh, the thing I, I I needed to say the most is is some things work out better in fantasy than they do in reality. Yes. And uh, I definitely like what you were saying about the fact that you guys were in a good place. Yes. Before you started venturing into this, because a lot of people really do. People use babies and children to try to fix relationships, which goes on uh, disastrous. Um, people do a lot of things. And it's just understanding immediately if, if you are in a monogamous relationship right now, and maybe you're listening to the podcast and, and you're you know doing the investigation and the research, you have to always remember... Your fantasy is your fantasy, and you get to have whatever the hell is in your head, but the second you want to act on it, you have another person that has their own thoughts, agendas, and ideas, and if you can't communicate that with them, we have a million stories of that not being effective. Yes. So the first thing is really to talk about that, and... If you're in a bad place in your relationship and all of a sudden you go up to your spouse and you say, hey, I think we should open up our relationship. What do you think? What are they going to think in that moment? Oh, you want to replace me. That would be the first thing you're going to think. So you have to be very. uh, You have to approach it. You have to approach it from the right way because you it's not that you assuming you're coming from the good place. You're not trying to replace somebody because really. I found that one person can't be everything for me. Most people are like that. And that's well, everyone's much, like that. And I that's just... too much pressure to put on one person. Yeah. I absolutely, that's the logical, uh, reasonable view to living the rest of your life with just one person where they're everything to you. But apparently... Most uh, people can't do that. Yeah, or they, I, I they force it. themselves to based on you know, social, social pressure. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. But if you're going to try something like this, I would always suggest start slow, take baby steps. And there's the two types. There's like Victoria's where they do things separately from each other. And then there's the ones like in in our relationship dynamic with Mew and Bunny, we kind of share our partners. All of our partners are with kind of all of us for the most part. Um, So that makes it easier to stay connected, to keep that benchmark because I know when Mew goes over to Bunny's house that I don't feel that kind of pull and jealousy and left mm-hmm. out and being replaced because we're all kind of together. So that's the other type. But if you're going to go the type where you don't know the partners and you guys are doing things separately, you should also start that slow too, depending on who you're with. You can go for anything and just like go for it, hope it works out. Right. But uh, I think I've seen more evidence when people start slow. Hey, I'm just going to go out to a movie with this person and maybe there'll be a little hand holding and, and some romance. And then I'm going to come back and we'll talk about it a little bit 
see how you feel. Right. Instead of just going, yeah, I went to a gangbang and I fucking took all these dicks and it was fucking great. Or, you know, I went to this sorority house and got drunk and they all wanted me to fuck them, you know. You know, take it in, <laughs> which I, uh, that's my fantasy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had that chance. I blew those opportunities oh, when I was boogie. younger. I absolutely did. But now I made up for it. Um, yes. Can I offer one piece of advice? Yes. Um, I would say, you know, like that you're mentioning sort of the don't ask, don't tell model of, of Polly, which is sort of where you have a, a other relationships and then you, you don't tell the other person about them just like that. Uh, I, I didn't, person. I didn't suggest that at all. No, no, not that you're yeah. suggesting it when you're mentioning it. I just wanted to say that that's a really sort of, um, I wouldn't advise that as being your start off. Like maybe they no. don't want to hear gross details or they don't want to hear everything about everything and you want to use some discretion. But um, I think a lot of people who start off with Polly start off with that model of I just I don't want to know what you do. I don't know when you're at the house. Don't tell me. And that's I've always seen that as sort of like um, denial. <laughs> you know? it, it is. Like, it, it's basically a soft form of denial because you're like, oh, it'll just be easier if I just don't hear about it. But your imagination is like the worst enemy you'll have in that and situation. And we didn't start that way. Which we, is good. We started with <laughs> yeah. the, I came home and I told him, hey, this is what happened tonight on my date. And then he probably said the boundaries in response. Yeah. Right? yeah that, He's that's like, the okay, best this is do. how much I want to hear. And I, you know, my partner was like, you can share this much if it's, if he's, if he's okay with it. I don't care if you share all of it. Right. And so, you know. Yeah, that's a good thing to get to that because I think when I started my, my most, my current longest poly relationship, which is I'm three years in now, but it's like, he wanted to be very detailed about what he wanted to share. He wanted to know every detail of my stuff. And I'm like, mm, that seems yeah. strange because like I'm used to guys using that against me or like, it's like, yeah, I tell you. And then you'll like call me a slut later. So like he genuinely liked it. It became a trusting thing. And I'm like, okay, now I feel comfortable telling him more and more, but I didn't necessarily want to hear it all from him in reverse. So it was kind of a soft little negotiated thing. Right. And now it's very comfortable. But if I started off from a place of, I don't want to know, like it's really hard to, to have a foundation of honesty when you're kind of starting off and like, see, and that's why I didn't, I didn't say that. I actually said, go on a date. Don't fuck. No, I'm not saying you were giving that advice. Just (laughs) kind of like the description of it. I'm like, I just wanted to throw that. That's a cautionary, you know, look at that. We cured Polly. (laughs) We totally cured Polly. Yay. That is amazing. Paper doll's got some good insights, man. Damn. And we cured Polly. No, we didn't. Emotional sport testicles. Well, do you that's wanna, not do you curing. Hold them? Do you no. want to just? Do you want to just? I have on my them a little bit? my own. I want to know if James will be emotional support. Do you want? Do you want? I think okay. I got a challenge because Doctor Doe on her shows at the end has like a challenge, and then she put me on the spot. She's all, oh, nice. "Can I make a challenge?" And I'm like, "Yeah, go grab an inanimate object and touch it to your genitals, but don't use your mom's toothbrush." And then she's like, "Oh, what if they put a condom on it?" I go, "No, Doctor Doe. Even if you put." A condom on it. Don't use your mom's toothbrush. I think she was saying put a condom on whatever you did, but uh, it was kind of <laughs> sounded creepy. So don't. <laughs> you so, sound creepy. So then I said, let's make a challenge. And then in the process of telling you the story about Doctor Doe, I forgot what my challenge was going to be. Oh, we well, when does that show Aww. upload anyway? I don't in the meantime. know. She didn't even, t- man. I don't know. Her, whenever it does, it does. I started to send her, you know, the audio and. I had to record audio on my end, which, you know, stuff. I, I, this was quite a messy uh, interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't, it wasn't my stellar tech moment, you know. Well, Sorry. it's not you're supposed to do the Sorry. tech. You're being interviewed. Yeah. No, 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 no. A lot of what people do now is when you do on other shows, you either can call in or Skype, but your audio sounds like ass. So if you have an actual engineer that can edit, what you usually do on bigger shows is they record their audio, you two Skype with headphones so you know what the tempo, what the pace is, and then the other show also records on a clean audio. So I recorded my audio into Pro Tools, Mm -hmm. we talked on Skype, she recorded clean audio on her end, and then I send her my audio, and then the engineer kind of slaps them together, and then it sounds clear on both ends instead of the shitty Skype sound. My head is spinning. There I, used to I be a thing of? that was expensive called the ISDN line and stuff like that, and it's very expensive, and that's what radio stations use so that you can sound like you're actually in the room when you're a thousand miles away, but we're all poor, so <laughs> so we got to make up some bullshit. We're super poor. Yeah. All I can think of are all the songs that I've ever heard where there's people singing over each other, and you try to sing each part, and you know that they've been engineered to... St- to, like they were, were, were recorded separately and then engineered over each other, so there's no way you're ever going to be able to sing all those parts all at the same time. Yes, but that's production. <laughs> that's called production, <laughs> by the way, Victoria. That's why we don't beat stones on rocks anymore. 
<laughs> we actually, it's called multi-track recording. It's been around since the 50s. <laughs> Thank so you. So you can have more than one voice. Yeah, I get Aw. it. Thank you. Og. Og. <laughs> Sorry. What? You're showing off. And that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org. Find out about joining their kinky family. And thank you to everybody in the Love Lab tonight, especially Unger and everyone in both chat rooms. Woo! To Bunny and Mew. Woo! To, you know, Creepy, who hasn't said practically a word since he's been here. Woo. I don't like Okay. And to and we couldn't hear that. To yeah. Paper Doll, who has some amazing insights. Thank you, Paper Doll. And thank you, Victoria, for co-hosting tonight. Thank you for having me. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, either email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or call us at 424-226-2037. And don't forget to visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, this song that you're going to... Uh, what? Shit. <laughs> oh, 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 oh Little Miss H. It was Little it's Miss H. Right oh, it right says there. right there. You did write down. So, uh, oh, sorry. So started the show what? on a high note and have come way down. Oh my god, that was like <laughs> fucking trail mix and dried papaya. Papaya. Uh-huh, papaya. Oh my god, that was good, Kathy. Uh, Do you like? Hey, I guess we'll uh, see you guys next week on I show. I guess so. We'll show one fifty five. We'll see you guys next week. All these